on Red Wick Church. Welcome to another episode of Clean Talk, the show where we talk to thought leaders about all things infection prevention. Today I have with me as a guest Dana Berwick from Jefferson Radiology. Dana, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, uh, I guess we should start with the elephant in the room. We're on a podcast wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but of course, we're here at HIMSS 21 <laughs> in Las Vegas, Nevada. And the masks are a requirement are. Uh, here on the HIMSS campus. How do you feel about that? Uh, Oh, first, it's a, it's a very nice fashion trend for me. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it brings out your eyes. Oh, yeah. It's like, uh, you, know, the, you know, I've got the face for uh, for radio, uh, as I always joke, you know. Um, no, it's, it's, it's actually nice to see that HIMSS has, has really taken the opportunity uh, and the steps necessary to make sure that this can go off uh, in the way it is, where it's, it's, you know, making sure that everyone is masked up, making sure that everyone is vaccinated. Um, the, the, the hand cleaning stations are everywhere. Um, the, the, the testing for the COVID testing, the rapid COVID testing is out there as well. Um, so yeah, you still have that apprehension because it is the world we live in right now. And we've been dealing with it for what, 18 months now. Um, but it, it, at the same time, there's the logical part of your brain is like, okay, well, the, the, all the steps are there. Everything's being done. And, and you do feel, you know, less anxious about the whole thing. Yeah, I think that is the result. And of course, probably the biggest factor, at least from my standpoint is, uh, the vaccination requirements. So yes. everyone at HIMSS is required to have full vaccination. Mm-hmm. They're using the Clear app for uh, verification of that, and um, that allows us to have a live event. And I don't know about you, but this is uh, the first live event I've been to since COVID. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's the yeah. same. Everything I've gotten so used to doing everything by by Zoom, by you know uh, uh, you know these virtual meetings and virtual conferences and. You know, trying to do complex training programs through a virtual thing and through virtual environments, and it's it's tough. So it is nice to be able to get here to see people, to meet, you know, kind of have that that face to face that that we've been missing for the last you know year and a half. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about that a little bit. So uh, in this new Zoom world that we live in, there are some efficiencies created, but as you said, there's also some challenges. Uh, you know, what's your take on? Uh, the virtual workforce and, and how has that affected your business? I, I think we were, we were always we were always heading towards a virtual environment, virtual workforce, um, or at least a hybrid version. It's been coming for years. Th- this is, you know, much like this pandemic, what is what instigated the development of the vaccines. You know, the the the, the moving forward of the mRNA vaccines. I, I think it also pushed, just accelerated this work from home, um, and. The companies, you know, like my company's actually done very, very well. Um, we already had a semi-distributed workforce anyhow. You know, we have radiologists in California and Chicago and, you know, Iowa and Florida and just, just everywhere. Um, but, you know, we've, uh, we, as a general rule, we do pretty good with it. Um, but really where I think there is a camaraderie that does kind of vanish when you're not like side by side with somebody, you know, you're about you know, getting coffee with somebody or, or, you know, just being able to, you know, Hey, I, I bumped into this today. Can you, can you, you know, have you seen this before type of thing? Yeah. Um, I call that by the way, the water cooler sociology. Yes. Right? That you, you don't bump into somebody at the water cooler and say, Oh, by the way, yeah. I meant to get back to you on that. Yep. You, you miss those elements. Right? You do. Um, and but part of that is just that, that that's what we've been kind of conditioned to. And that is what we've come to accept. And, it's different, and people oftentimes don't like change. Um, but we're adapting. We're moving forward. We're we're making it work. Um, 
for me, the biggest challenge has really been just training, you know, being on the, on the infrastructure side of it, being on the technical side of it, um, and implementing all kinds of new technologies in the healthcare medical space. You know, we have this need to, to train um, people and it's, it's tough to get that. Um, you know, right now our PACS system um, for viewing our, our radiology uh, images and studies, um, they're not, they're in Canada, they're in Toronto. Uh, they aren't doing any, you know, number one, you can't get until very recently, I think last this week, I think yeah. you couldn't get to Canada. Um, getting back was a challenge if you did manage to go over, um, and they were just not doing anything. So it was all virtual and on something that is a complex, uh, system to understand that completely virtual, somewhat disconnected, um, is tough. Um, it's also made harder by a lot of. I have found that a lot of vendors are pre-recording trainings. So they're taking an already disconnected format and adding additional barriers between them and it's less interactive and, you know, so those are kind of- more efficient, right? From the vendor side, you know, if you can record it once and, you know, document it, archive it, yep. share it, obviously it's more efficient, but you lose, like you say, that personal connection Correct. And what's already a less personal medium. Correct. And, and efficiency is a you know a definition of kind of a definition of degree here. Like you know, it's more efficient for the vendor to just be able to record something, and they can pump out the same training time and time and time again. Um, but from uh, the recipient of that information, from the from the learner side of it, uh, it is potentially less efficient because there's that lack of engagement. Like, That's a great point. You know, there's that I can't just you know. Like, oh, hey, I got a question, you know, about this particular topic before we go on, um, you know, and then the other side of that is people are making, so people are compensating by making like a ton of notes. And then you get to the end of the training and it's like, okay, we got five minutes for questions. And like, well, I've got five minutes of questions here. And there are 15 other people in this training room with me. Like, so like, where, where do we go with that? Like, how do we do that? And uh, some companies, some vendors I'm, I do business with are, do better than others uh, at that. I agree. And uh, so obviously some pros and cons to some yeah. of the technology, you know, we're here at him. So we're talking healthcare and IT in your business. What are some of the technologies that you've seen that are being implemented uh, maybe as a result of COVID or uh, to, to help, you know, with this virtual workforce? Are there any tools that you're using uh, that, that are maybe having a positive impact? Every tool has, has a positive impact uh, at this point. Um, you know, I'll be honest, like we never used, um, teams, uh, Microsoft teams to its full potential. It was effectively a chat program, you know, the same chat programs you had in, uh, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands, you know, Yahoo instant messenger. And that's kind of what we used it for, um, with the decentralization of our workforce and this virtual hybrid model, you know, we're using it to exchange documents, to collaborate in real time to have those video calls, to have those trainings, to have um, more personal intera interaction, to have um, a list of, you know, ongoing issues that we're all addressing. And, and it's, we are using, we are more, have become more effective at using it. And that's just a product of, we've been forced into it. You know, that's a great observation. I hadn't thought about that, but we've had very much a similar experience. Mm -hmm. Our organization has been virtual for a long time, and we've used those tools, Team and Zoom. But only during COVID have we started really using all of the mm -hmm. features and been deliberate about uh, getting the maximum benefit out of the tools. We're doing 
uh, you know, breakout sessions, uh, polling to uh, keep engagement on uh, during the meetings. Yep. And, and we've been using these tools forever, but only during COVID did we really start maximizing it. Yeah, IT people tend to, they don't view themselves as users, you know, because they're IT people. And we oftentimes get programs, we get applications where we will, we, we get it and they're like, who uses this? Like, what, why is this here? Like, what is this functionality? Like, like this is this is ridiculous. This is dumb. We're never going to use it. And then they never use it. This COVID, this, this, you know, decentralization of the workforce, you suddenly got that, oh, who uses this? And somebody was like, well, this is why we use it. And it's like, oh, okay. And now it sinks in and now they're starting to, to, to use it. But um, there's always, in IT, there's always this, this we're going to kind of mock this stuff because, like, that's that's user stuff. And, well, we're not users. Like, well, not you are using it, but... <laughs> right, right. But what about specific to, to radiology? Do you see any uh, specific either challenges or changes as a result of COVID in the way your organization does business? The challenge that we're experiencing, that we're facing right now, is all of the, the PAC systems, the applications, the image, uh, the diagnostic uh, applications and software, were all designed to work in a clinical or in a hospital setting. They were never designed to work in this distributed fashion that they are. They aren't really designed to work across, you know, VPNs, across residential, um, you know, internet Wi-Fi, connections and stuff like that. They, they certainly don't work across Wi-Fi. You know, we have applications that have um, requir- network requirements that would be nearly imp- are nearly impossible to hit in a hospital, let alone now having somebody that's two thousand miles away. You know, and we have radiologists around the country, so we're we're trying to move these large studies that are, you know, 5, 10, 15, you know, gigabytes in size and moving them in a way that is, allows these, these doctors to, their workflow to continue to work. To so have you been do. implementing, is there new technology you're using to uh, allow for those large packet transfers uh, to, to more of a home-based uh, uh, user or... Does that technology not exist for the kind of radiology files that, that you're typically dealing with? The technology, te- technically, the technology exists. It is there. Uh, the application of it is where we're finding um, shortcomings. You know, because we're asking questions where we're, we're demanding features and functionality that has never occurred to anybody before or not in a, in a, in a way that they felt need, a need to develop it. Um, so it's like, hey, can it do this? And it's like, well, technically it can, okay, but practically, can we do that? And like a lot of, I've gotten the answers I've gotten from a lot of them are no, they, they can't. Um, so we're working with um, like Aruba right now with these, these things called wraps, um, you know, a, a remote access points. So it's a little device, it creates a site-to-site VPN tunnel and it, it, you know, it allows us to have a machine in California that is effectively on our network all the time. We can update it, we can access it, um, and we can work with our applications to find ways around some of the shortcomings, you know, pushing studies out to the machines as opposed to letting the machines pull them down themselves. Uh, so kind of preloading the workload and, and things like that. Uh, and, and these are, which creates additional workload challenges on our side, because I have to have, I have to have staff that has to go in and do that and push it out at you know 11 o'clock at night or whatever it is to have it you know ready or they're queuing these things up uh, but the our, like I said, our biggest challenge is is the applications that were never designed to work in this environment and finding ways and other solutions that allow them to do that 
Well, that's really interesting, Dana, and I appreciate the IT perspective. Uh, we know the efficiencies and the benefit we get out of technology, but you know we don't get to see behind the curtain all the challenges that uh, that uh, the IT folks are having with some of this technology. It's great to get yeah. your perspective, Dana. Thank you for being on our show today. You've been watching Clean Talk. My name is Brad Witcher. Until next time, reminding you to keep it clean.